ourselves ready to meet you, God. God, we ask now, Lord, that you move us out of self. You take control of this service. And God, you be glorified and not us, O oh God. Use your man servant, O oh God, in your way, God. Don't allow me to or say anything, O oh God, that is not like you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask your blessing on these, your people, God. God, that they, God, will be, uh, get your word and be ready to live out your word, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like to talk to you this morning for a few moments on something that it seems like a lot of people use take the word of God out of contents. Some, uh, and for some great reason of theirs, I don't know why they do it. But I'm going to talk to you this morning on a thought of blessed and highly favored. Amen? So I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter. Then I want you to put your fingers on Judges, the sixth chapter. Amen? Because I need to show you something this morning. Now, I know somebody is going to disagree with me, but that's all right. It's fine to disagree as long as we are not disagreeable. Amen? And to those that are in TV land, Facebook, or however you are getting this service uh, this morning, I ask you to pay close attention to what is being said. Amen? Luke, our subject, bless and Believe it or not, we can be blessed and not highly favored. Now, I know that's something that somebody's going to say, oh, no, no, you're wrong. But we can be blessed and not highly favored because there's a great difference in being blessed and being highly favored or just favored. There is a difference between favored and highly favored. You know? But people of God, those that uh, proclaim to be Christians, if you ask them, how are you? Oftentimes, I know you have heard them say, I am blessed and highly favored. Really? Are you? Well, we'll find out in a few moments. Blessed and highly favored. I am blessed and highly favored, but think about that. What are you saying? Because you could be condemning your own self. We say stuff like this because of the fact that maybe you heard somebody said it and for some great idea or imagination gets in your head and you see this person now because they say, oh, I'm great and highly favored. You see this person now as something great in God. 
you can be great in God and you could be false too. Because you can have a form of godliness and fool everybody. But when you look deep, deep down into your life, you will find out that you are just as wrong as trying to put on two left shoes. I'm, I'm highly favored of the Lord. And yet, you're living two cents worth of nothing. Mm. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but I'm just trying to get you to look deep into your life. Investigate yourself. Before you judge anybody, judge yourself to see if you are within the Word of God. Amen? Favored and highly favored. Two totally different meanings. Amen? But for some reason, people feel that favor and being highly favored is the same thing, so they use highly favored to make themselves look big. But I want to take these few moments. I'm going to blow up your little balloons before you fly them and you higher. Maybe when I get through, by the time I get through, maybe you'll be ready to come back down to earth and face reality. The word favor, favor is when one becomes concrete. You know how God said, a concrete heart, he will not despise. So when one becomes concrete and broken, God shows that individual favor. Amen? God shows that individual favor and God saves them, especially when they go to God broken and contrite. They go to God and they confess that they are a sinner. They confess that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. They confess with their mouth and believed in their heart and God showed them favor and saved them and give them an opportunity to come back into the household of faith and because God could have just cast you straight on into hell. But he gave us another chance. Amen? That is God's favor upon us. And everybody have God's favor. If you are a child of God, and you said that you are saved, sanctified, and filled of the Holy Ghost, and if you really are, then you have God's favor. Now let's look at highly favored. Highly favored of God, you are one that is chosen to do a particular task. High favor. Out of all of the people around us, we say we are highly favored. Okay, you are highly favored. Then if you were so highly favored of God, then somebody around you, somebody in the community, wherever you go, on your job, in your home, the grocery store, I don't care where you go, somebody should see it manifest in your life. 
if God said that you were highly favored. But a lot of times what we do, we say, oh, child, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. You're putting yourself in a place where God did not call you to be. Mm. I know. So we're going to look at some things this morning. Go with me to Luke, the first chapter. I'm going to start reading at the 26th verse. Amen? We have it. Luke, first chapter, 28, the 26th verse. Amen? The 26th verse. And it says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. Sent from who? It was sent from God, not from you. Sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, that right there was in the six months. When you go back and study all of that chapter, that right there was in the sixth month of Elizabeth carrying, carrying her child. Amen? She was carrying John the Baptist. Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Mary were family. Amen? So now, Elizabeth is six months with John. The angel Gabriel, which is the messenger, went now to Mary. Amen? Now watch what he said. And it and, and says what? It says here to a virgin a spouse. Let's go back and read the entire thing again so we can get the full understanding. Amen? And in the sixth month the, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused, and that word espoused meaning none other than engaged or getting ready to be married. Amen? And she, she went to this virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail. Now that word, hail, don't let that throw you. That word don't mean nothing, but she is, it's a greeting. And he was telling Mary to rejoice. Be glad. Amen? And a lot of times, the message, and if God would just send a message to us, like he said to Mary, I believe it would puzzle us. It would puzzle us. Because a lot of time when God calls us into the ministry just to preach his word, we try to get away from it. Amen? So, so, so when you find out what God really did in this section, I think it would puzzle you. Amen? And so he told her, Hail, thou that art highly favored. See that word? Highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. All right? Blessed art thou among women. 
And when she saw him, she was troubled. See what I said? She was troubled. She was confused. What's going on here? At the second, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation is, should this be. What in the world is going on now? I could imagine Mary because I could imagine what would happen if something strange happened to me or in my life and I see this angel, I see somebody coming to me, telling me stuff. You know, you see what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you what happened in my life. Back in the 80s, just after I got out of the military, I came from Charleston to the VA hospital. And I know y'all ain't going to believe me, but it happened to me. Came from the VA hospital, stopped to a McDonald's or somewhere it was, to get something to eat. This man walked up to me and said, you're a minister and you're going to be great in your ministry. And believe it or not, I smiled, said, thank you, sir. And when I turned back around, that man was gone. All I could do is stand there. Where in the world just happened? I'm a witness to that, y'all. Believe it or not, I am a witness. It happened. Not only there, it happened in Mount Pleasant while we were in a, at a, a Shoney's. We were sitting there eating with Apostle Smiles, my brother, and someone came and told him, about his ministry, and when we looked, we looked at each other and smiled, and when we looked up, he said, where in the world that man just went? I have experienced stuff like that, believe it or not. So when he, this angel went to Mary, and she was troubled, what type of salutation should this be and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive that in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, let's look at that real close. When Mary got the appointment, remember what I said, being highly favored is an appointment or God-called appointment that you may be able to do a particular task, all right? So it's not, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with your asset. For some reason, when we have people, when we are people, we uh, have assets. We have a, a nice home. We have a little bit of money in the bank, some in our pocket. We have nice, fine cars. And I'm going to use myself for an example. God has blessed us, my wife and I, with a nice home. God has blessed us to be able to drive nice vehicles, right? But it be, it's it is beyond me. For me or her to call ourselves blessed and highly favored. It's not because of what we owe, earn, or what we do. It's because of God called us for a particular task. 
Alright? And it don't go any further than that. I'm just trying to get you straight this morning. So when you think about telling somebody again that you are blessed and highly favored, maybe, just by maybe, it will ring a bell to you. When Mary got the appointment from God, I guess everybody would say, well, out of all the women, because it said that Mary was blessed among women. We as people, we would ask, well, out of all these people, why Mary? Why couldn't be somebody else? Well, let's see why Mary couldn't. Mary had to be the one. First of all, God was preparing to send a righteous sacrifice for the redemption of mankind once and for all. Uh-huh. The second thing happened was this sacrifice had to be what? Through a pure lineage. Pure lineage. It couldn't just be any old thing, you know. Like how we do. We, we come to the house of God and we just throw God any kind of old praise and stuff. Hey, God, have this. No. This, this had to come. What was coming had to come through a pure line. God didn't want no trash. And that's why when we come and give God our praise, we shouldn't stand God trash. We should say, God, here I am. Take all of me and be truthful about it so that God can move in your life. Thirdly, this lineage had to come through royalty and kingship. And guess what? Look at how God placed Mary in that position to be highly favored. Because of the fact, Joseph. Joseph, if you go and do a research on Joseph lineage, Joseph lineage goes all the way back to Abraham. The righteous line. Mary being the one that is getting married to a righteous family, she would be the one that God wants to to use to bring forth this righteousness. You see what I'm saying? So, it it does not matter about what we got. It matters on whose God is calling, who God has called, and what God wants to do. It's all because of God, not us. Because of Him. So, when God wants to use an individual, and you see an individual is being used, don't get upset. Just accept the person for what they are and who they are. And move on. So, this, all of this happens because of the fact that Jesus was about to be born. And he had to be and come in a righteous line because when he came through the line or the lineage of Joseph, it gave Jesus the, the right to the Davidic throne. Because the Bible said that he would come through the lineage of David. Am I right? So that's what, what happened. Okay? So now, let's, let, let, let's move on a little bit. 
So all of this took place, and now God has called her and prepared her and gave her a God assignment to do, a God-appointed assignment. And when God gives you the God, a God appointment or assignment, guess what? He don't only stop there. He gives you the anointing. And the anointing, y'all, don't, don't, don't get up, uptight when I said anointing or lose your head. Because anointing means when God has anointed you, God has anointed you, He gives you the ability to do what He wants you to do. Mm. Amen? So that's what happens. Let's flip over to Judges and see I'm almost uh, finished already. It don't take long to, to do God's will. You just got to be uh, uh, willing to do it and allow God to use you. Go to Judges for me right quick. Let me show you something. Judges 6. Start about at the 11th verse. Let's talk about a man called Gideon. Gideon was called by God. And if Gideon hadn't been called by God and was called by a man, he would have not been able to do what God has him to do. Amen? And that's what's wrong with us. We place ourselves in positions that God had not called us. Then we call ourselves trying to do God's work, and it fails, and you embarrass yourself because everybody sees it. Mm, and that's bad. Because when everybody sees it, then guess what's going to happen? They're going to say, well, my God, I can still do where I am. I'm better off where I'm at. I don't need to come where you are. Because first of all, you call yourself a child of God and look at you. Look at what you're trying to do. I had a young man working with me. He said he was a deacon, went to some church in New York City. He's supposed to be a deacon. He will talk to the people about church one moment, and then the next minute, he out in the hallway of Walmart doing the James Brown split. Hmm. I walked up to him one day and I said, man, you need to stop. What's, what's wrong with me? I said, first of all, you say that you're a deacon. If you're a deacon and you're a man of God, then be a man of God. If you're going to teach the people about God, Teach them about God. You can't teach the people about God or talk to the people about God and the next minute you're in the middle of the hour dancing doing the dance by a split. You ain't nothing but a hypocrite. That joker got the cussing. I wouldn't even think about saying some of the words he told me. He got the cussing. And I said, it doesn't matter. Cuss me all you want. But I've given you what God tell me to give you. You need to be ashamed of yourself. Who in the world are you going to... And that's the kind of thing that will make people say, My God, I don't want to come where you at. If you say you're a Christian, that's what makes people don't want to uh, come to God. That's the kind of stuff that causes people to die and go to hell. Judges 6, chapter... 
Starting at about the 11th verse. It says, And there came an angel of the Lord. Again. What? An angel of the Lord. You see that? Every time someone gets an appointment from God, God just don't send any old body. He'll send somebody that he that he uses all the time. He'll send somebody that is full of the Holy Ghost. He'll send somebody that is full of the, the Spirit of God. He'll send somebody that is just like he is, holy and righteous. Again, the, and there came an angel of the Lord and sat down, sat under and what? An oak, which was in Oprah, a city. Oprah was nothing but a city. That what? Pretend to unto jo- uh, Joash, the, the Abbotite, the Abbotite, and her son Gideon. Mine Watch this. Threshed wheat by the what? Wind press to what? Hide it from the Midianites. Gideon and his father was out working in the wheat press. Amen? And God came to him. Twelfth verse says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. You see that? The angel didn't go to Gideon's daddy. So it went to Gideon. That's why when God, you say that God told you to do whatever, right? You don't have to go to anybody else. Just do it. But for some reason, we always want the approval of another person, and you miss out on your blessings. Mm. Don't get quiet on me. Oh, boy, you, you, y'all can talk back to me. Oh, yeah, this, this is good. Suck your lip. Mm. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying it real well. Thank you, Lord. So they were hiding their wheat from the Midianites, and God sent the angel to what? To who? Gideon. He said to him, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. You see what he called Gideon? A mighty man of valor. That word valor don't mean nothing but a man of courage. Gideon had a whole lot of courage. That's why they called him a man of valor. But Gideon himself at this time, he didn't really know what God wanted him to do. But God was getting ready to give him a divine appointment. You see? He was getting ready to give Gideon an appointment that no one else could do. God knows exactly who in this uh, sanctuary can do what. And when God tells you to do it, don't go to anybody else for their approval. Just go and do it. You know what? Thank you, Lord. I was in Walmart in Mount Pleasant. I'll never forget it. It was Halloween Eve which would be coming up in a few days, Halloween Eve, and this lady was walking around looking at costumes, right? Looking at costumes. 
And the Lord told me to go and tell that lady not to do that because she is allowing her kids to worship them. I walked, I walked past the lady. God said, I told you to tell her. I walked back past the lady, and finally I stopped and turned around and told her, I said, ma'am, don't do that. I said, do you know what happens on Halloween? I said, when you dress your kids up and they go out, I said, you are allowing your kids to worship the devil, and next thing you know, demons take control of your kids and cause them to act in ways that they shouldn't act. The lady said, really? I said, yes, ma'am. You know what that lady did? Right there in front of me. That lady said, thank you, sir. She put them costume back, and out the door she went. Now, suppose I had to try to find my apostle. Suppose I had to try to find somebody to get their approval to do that. That lady would have bought that stuff, and nine times out of ten, her child would have been infested with demons. Mm. That's why I tell you, do what God said do, and shut your mouth. Oh, I know it's rough. I know it's rough. Boy, this is good. Mm. This is good. So he went to, to Gideon. All right? He went to Gideon. And said unto him, Oh my, and Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this before us? And where be all this miracles? In other words, Gideon now is starting to be worried too. What in the world? Let's look at the 14th verse. All right? Look at that 14th verse. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this city, mighty and mighty, and thou shalt go in this city, thy might, and thou shalt. Go in this thou might, and thou shalt save Israel, what? From the hand of the Midianite. Have not I sent thee? You see that? Gideon had a God called appointment. If Gideon had not God had that God called appointment, Gideon would not been able to go and deliver Israel from the hands of the enemy. That's why I say, we like to say, oh, I'm, I'm highly blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Now do you still think that you are? Huh? Do you or have you ever had a God call appointment to do anything for God? Or are you just putting yourself in a position where God had not called you. And when you do that, guess what? God's going to sit back and let you show your own self out. Let you embarrass your own self. But then when you become embarrassed, then you talk about, oh God. And if God was like some of us, God would throw up his hands and say, I have nothing to do with it. You wanted that. A lot of times we want stuff so bad until we just 
ignore what God is saying and go and do it anyway. Just because we have stuff. We want something so bad until God is saying, wait. You go out and get it anyway. Let me tell y'all something. If you don't know it or not, you will know it now. Be careful. Because when God said, wait, and you go and do it anyway, guess what? God didn't give that to you. Satan gave that to you. And then what's happened now, after Satan gave it to you, now you're going to catch hell trying to maintain it or keep it. But when God give it to you, ain't no problem. No problem whatsoever. So stop this thing about because you have something. Stop this thing about, oh, child, I'm blessed and highly favored. Man, I'm blessed and highly favored. Are you? But you're crying every day about, man, I, I, I'm sorry I went and bought this thing. The devil done gave you a piece of a no good uh, machinery, not a thing ain't doing nothing but give you trouble, but yet you still got to pay for it. Come on. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. You see? Be careful. Because when me and my wife, I was looking for something for her birthday, and we ran out on that Lincoln, she said, Oh, honey, I love this. First thing came to my mind, God, how am I going to pay for this? When those people give me that price, no, I can't afford this. And I heard God say, well, trust in me, you, you have it. Within five minutes, the people came back to, yep, it's yours. And guess what? We hadn't had any problem paying for it either. Why? Because it was God-given. I consulted God to see how I was going to pay for it. But don't, don't, don't go and get stuff just so you could have stuff and brag. Because it ain't, you don't have bragging Matter of fact, we don't have bragging rights to nothing we have because it all belongs to God. Oh. Man, oh man, oh man. I don't know how that came out of that. But here, God told Gideon that he was going to anoint him and send him to war now because Israel now got messed up and Israel now needs a deliverer and God used Gideon to deliver Israel. One man. See, it is like us in the United States. We went to Kuwait. We had to carry sand man. We had to sand people. They send people back hurt. They send people back dead. So we have to make up for that. Send more men. You see what I'm saying? Keep sending, sending, sending. But God said, uh-uh, I don't need an army. All I need is one man. You'll be surprised what God can do with one person that this, a country can't do with 10,000. One man. All you have to do is be willing to allow God to use you. All you got to do is show up and let God do the work. Mm. God called appointment. When God 
really called you and anoint you to do a thing is don't need but you. Mm. Let's let, let, let's go to the thirteenth chapter of 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 Judges. Thirteenth chapter of Judges. Or the thirteenth chapter of Judges. And let's go to the very first verse. Amen. The sixth chapter of Judges. And you will find out now something else. The thirteenth chapter I meant. You may excuse me. The thirteenth chapter of Judges. And the first five verses. Are we there? And the law and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them unto the hands of the Philistines forty years. See that? Don't tell me that God won't let your enemy take you over. If you don't want to listen and be hard-headed, just like our children does us. They don't want to listen. They want to be hard-headed. What do we do? Leave them alone. And like, like, like my mom used to tell me, go ahead on, son. Be hard-headed. But one of these days, you're going to butt. And when you butt, you're going to find your way back to me. That's what the children of Israel done. Turn away from God. God allowed the Philistines to kick them over for 40 years. Right? And finally, they find their way back to God. But let's see how they found their way back to God. Isn't that? Second verse says, And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of what? Dan- of the Danites, whose name was Maniah, and his wife was barren. Okay, watch this. His wife was barren. And bear not. Okay? Now let's look at the favor of God. Okay? God favored this woman to give birth. Or this woman, God put highly favor on this woman. And this woman was highly favored of God because she had to give birth to an individual that God wanted to do a work. God gave her high favor. Alright? And after that, that was it. You didn't hear any more about this woman having any more children. Because God wanted her to do just this one thing, just one task. Alright? Wife was bare and bare not. Third verse, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto what? The woman. Didn't go to her husband, didn't go to her cousin, who went to the individual that he knew that he wanted to do whatever he wanted him or her to do. Amen? And he went and he appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art what? Barren. Let you know, yeah, you barren. Right? You can't have children. And beareth not. But, listen to that, that. A conjunction, right? Conjunction. 
that conjunction just got through washing out everything that was said previously. Alright? And it says, but thou shalt what? Conceive. Highly favored. Highly favored to do what? Just that one task. And what? Bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink what? No wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. Okay? Again, this individual had to be pure. This individual had to be wise. And the person that is starting all this, alright, has to be willing to do what God should do. Now, let's look at this, this uh, 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 fifth verse. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear what is son, and no razor shall come up on his head, for, for the child shall be in Nazareth unto God. Amen? To deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistine. You see that? God appointed Samson to be the one to deliver his people. He had a God, a God called assignment or appointment to do that, that one thing. Although when you study the, the, the history or the life of, of Samson, you'll find out that later on in life, he messed around and gave away his secret. His secret, now, just in case you want to know, well, what was his secret? God gave him extraordinary, extraordinary power. But where was his power? His power was in his hair. That's why God said no razor will what, be upon his head. But guess what? He messed up. You know why? Because somewhere down the line, he got the big head and thinks he was all that. Mmm. <laughs> Don't we as Christians do the same thing? Pastors do the same thing? Do, huh? Deacons? All because we have a title, we think that we are all that. But guess what? You keep that foolishness up and one day you're going to butt. Learn to do what God said do and move yourself out of the way. Samson, power was in his hair and he called himself now falling in love with a young lady named Delilah. This girl talked to him and fooled him and Rub his hair. You know how we man's are. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm a man. Time when I get ready, I lay on the chair, lay my, my, my head in my wife's lap, and she'll rub my bald hair, and it feel good. Put me to sleep. Huh? Old Samson done the same thing. Then he messed around and let this woman... Fool him to after you cut my hair. The woman cut his hair and messed him all up. 
Don't allow your appointment with God to be messed up because somebody on the outside come and tell you what you should and should not do. Do what God said do. And everything will be alright. And I'm done. And I want you, you all, to look into this. Think about what, think about your life. Have God appointed you for, for a, an assignment or any special thing? Check your life. And if God has appointed you to be highly favored, have you done it or are you doing it? Check yourself. Are you doing what God said do? Amen? We must try to be mindful, all right, of our position. Don't allow ourselves to be placed in position where God hadn't called you. Or don't place yourself in a position where God had not called you. Because you could very well be condemning yourself. And the Bible says that. Well, no, no. The Bible don't say nothing like that. Well, you think that the Bible don't say that? I want you to turn. I don't think I have this on on my recorder back there. But I want you to turn with me right quickly to Matthew, the 12th chapter, and the 37th verse. I want to show you something. Because I'm a type of person like this. If it ain't in the word of God, I'm not preaching it. Because my arm, my arm is too short to be boxing with God. I am too small to even reach God's chest or face or whatever. I'm too short. When I stand up against the Spirit of God or I stand up against God, guess what? I am nothing. So I don't have nothing to do but to do God's will. And if it's not in the the Bible, I don't preach it. I don't even talk about it. Are we there? Now watch this. Matthew, the 12th chapter, and the 37th verse. And I want y'all to read this. Ready? Go. Now you see that? I just told you that. You can, you can use the word of God out of context, place yourself in it because you want to look big in the eyesight of man and you mess around condemning your own self. You can be justified by the word you use or you can condemn your own self and be cast into hell. And when you get cast into the hell, then you want to, oh God, it ain't God's fault. God didn't send you to hell. You send yourself there. Mm. Amen? So from this point on, be very careful. Be very careful how you use the, the Word of God. Please don't take the Word of God out of context, but use it for what it is. Say it the way it is and do what 
God to do. Stop looking for people to look at you like you're some big mountain. And just do what God said do. When in the sight of God, we're not even a, I, I, I don't believe in the sight of God, we're not even a mole here. We're nothing. Without God, we are nothing. You know that? Amen.